I'm in Grindmother at the time, and um, Vice is launching, Vice TV is launching like a cable uh, package. And they also get Biz Marquis like the headliner, right? Oh, sick. And to me, that's like, like I'm hype, right? I love old school hip hop. And I just want to do the like, hey, man, like you wrote some awesome stuff. And like, <laughs> it's like a moment before a set, like comes in, whole crew does this thing maybe like 25 minutes whole entourage right out the back door as if it was like a flipping time that like never even happened like, <laughs> so he never even got <laughs> not even like a hey biz or not, like nothing it was so fast Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada, showcasing all sorts of bands from genres such as punk, metal, thrash, hardcore. We take those musicians that are from Ontario, bring them on the show, and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being in a band. If you haven't already, don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review in your podcast app, tell us how rad of a job we're doing, tell a friend about the music that you listen to here on the podcast, spread the good word about Bannockdotes, that's right. And if you aren't already, follow us on our Instagram page, that's Bannockdotes, at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you are a musician yourself that's from Ontario that plays any sort of, you know, heavier music and has some new music coming up that wants to be featured on the podcast, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. Or if you just want to be a guest on the show, if you want to talk music, shoot me an email. I got my... The, the DMs are open. The <laughs> that's uh, banecdotes at gmail.com. This week, my sponsor is none other than Lava Water. That's right. They are the first bottled water that provides uh, boiling hot bottled water. I don't know what it is that they're able to keep the heat in. Actually, I believe it's the, the triple layer of plastic that they're in. They're in a big, thick plastic bottle. Actually, the thickest, uh, the, the, the most plastic that the FDA would actually allow uh, lava water to use. Uh, so it just can keep in that, uh, that heat. Um, so they're great. And especially if you know, if you drop it or anything, that's definitely not going to break, especially with that extra thick plastic. This is uh, lava water. And uh, have you ever cracked open a bottle of water and thought to yourself, you know, this water's too cold. I need it to be warmer. Well, lava water's got your back. The first boiling hot water bottled in the thickest FDA approved um, plastic bottle. Um, for your 20% off a case, go to lavawater.com slash banecdotes and type in the promo code Phil, uh, P-H-I-L-L, for 20% off of your lava water today. This week, my guest is Tyson Blast. Uh, that's his moniker. That's how we're going by. He is, uh, he is awesome. I'm so glad we got to catch up. We had such a great conversation, him and I. Um, he is, if you, if you don't know, he is a promoter from Windsor, but he's also a really talented drummer that's played in bands like, uh, the apex, uh, his current band, uh, trench lung is just, uh, kind of in hiatus right now, uh, because, uh, their guitarist Dan is currently in Australia, but he's also playing in a band called plague and he teased that he's in another project and he's doing something else with EDM with his wife. So he spins as many plates as he can. He's also got another, uh, 
Endeavor on the go where he does car audio, which is really cool. So he does that all himself. And uh, that's what he's been doing over the pandemic to keep himself busy, aside from all the bands and music that he's been playing. So I'm really glad that him and I got to catch up. We're going to get the show started off with a trench lung song. And this one is called Four off of their record Horace. Tyson, so damn good to see you. I know we tried linking up. I know we tried linking up last month, uh, month for that part that you wanted for your business, but uh, before then, I couldn't tell you the last time I seen you in person. How you been? I've been pretty good. I've had my ups and downs, like anybody, I'm sure. You know, you're bummed, then you're stoked, then you're bummed, then you you find yeah. another new hobby or project, and then, <laughs> and then you you find out that's just kind of work again, and you're bummed again. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wait in the gym man or get out there and do the do the thing 
Right on, right on. So uh, by now, I've let the listeners know what you do, but tell us in your words your role in the Ontario heavy community. Uh, wow, that puts a lot of pressure on it, eh? That title. Uh, <laughs> my role is like a promoter, uh, I guess general helper. Like anyone yeah. can just message me about anything and I help them. Like I put together CD packages for a random like homies band because they didn't know how to do Photoshop, but you know, random things, but mainly uh, like promoting shows, booking shows in the Windsor area and sometimes in other cities if we can't get a promoter out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you know, even, you've even set up, a, I believe one time you set up like a, like a, just like a EPK for us, for Sinner one time. Uh, for oh like, yeah, that was like, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it, uh, we just set up, uh, for, and I think that was for that tour that we did with Grindstone. I think that was more me. I don't know. I can't say no to people. And I also really love to help. So like as soon as I was like, oh, do you guys got this or that? And maybe you didn't or it was an older or just a small thing. I was like, man, I really want to like hook up the homies and like make a I don't know if that sounds lame. It's just how it always is for me. Like if a band needs help, I try to help them out. with You're whatever. a solid dude, Tyson. You do a lot for your music community. That's for sure. Thanks, man. You do uh, too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I noticed Grindmother put out a system of down cover for uh, fun a couple months back. Do you have any oh, other, okay. uh, if any of your other bands have any plans for new uh, releases over the pandemic? Uh, well, I'm not with Grindmother now but anymore, but uh, they just went back to like the mother and son thing. But oh, true, uh, true. But uh, they were talking about doing that system cover like probably three years ago so like, it's kind of cool that i that they did it but um yeah mainly like uh plague has a full length coming out soon i don't know if it'll be i don't know how long the pandemic is so yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it'll be out by then or or when it's over right or if it ends but yeah i got plague full length i have uh dan's in school for trench lung in australia so we don't have too much we can do until he's back but yeah mainly plague will be dropping a full length and ready to go. I got an eight string kind of Meshuggah style project too that's on the go. Uh with some old names that like people will recognize once or like they'll they'll hear a voice and be like, oh man, that guy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I'm kind of stoked to to drop that, but it's just been a long, long dragging our feet process. You know, everyone's old men and we all have <laughs> kids and all jobs and everything. So jobs, yeah. So, no, yeah kind of a slow thing but yeah just doing a lot of um i have a two-piece project coming out with the uh the bass player for deer birth oh cool he's also the bassist for plague so nice but he like produces and is really good on the dolls and all that stuff but me and him have been really grinding because we're pretty close friends since we got our shots we wanted to do like something that's super small that we could still like accomplish some kind of music so yeah yeah, we did like a two-piece thing, me and him, and uh, we have a full-length and an EP, like almost ready now, like at the same time, and that'll be dropping soon. That'll be called Heavy Breather, and I've never really told anyone that yet, so that's kind of cool that it's oh. on here. Oh, nice, and, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, actually, uh, so mention yeah, mention again all the bands that you're in. You're in Plague. You get Trench Long, but Trench Long's kind of just on the shelf for now. Then there's kind of Meshuggah Project, which doesn't have a name yet. Cool. And uh, Heavy Breather with my buddy Zeus. And we also have like an EDM thing called Taizu that isn't out yet, but it's interesting. It's like straight up demo style. With, uh, my wife's singing on it too. So, oh, that's so yeah. sick. 
Yeah, she's like a trained singer, but never really gets to express it much because she doesn't have a band or anything like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, she hopped on some, and it's it's pretty cool. I can't wait to people will be like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you've never had uh, you've never had your wife on uh, any of the like the metal projects you've in, hey? No, no, I no, I should have probably do like an intro or one of those cool kind of. You could do like an intro things. singing. I, I, it'd be cool to hear her singing some like trench long. That'd be cool. Yeah. Some real dark and chilled out moment or something. Yeah. It could be cool. Yeah. Actually, I never even thought of it. But we like <laughs> wrote a whole project around her, like with the CDM thing. So that's oh, kind of cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that. I've been actually getting really into EDM like over the pandemic. Oh, dude, I'm obsessed with that mouse. <laughs> it's like a problem. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I know it's stereotypical, but man, he's just so good at producing. Just sounds great. He's a good producer. Uh, So you played in a band called Apex, which was fairly popular. Was that one of your first bands? Which got you started playing drums? Uh, Well, when I started, uh, I started playing guitar first for years and years. And then uh, I always wanted a kit, but there was just so much money and all that stuff when I was young. So uh, my neighbor had a kit and I would like pop. I would hear him like listening to drums and kind of like, creep outside the garage door like man there's someone's got a kid in there you know <laughs> and then uh finally like because they were new neighbors and then finally we ended up being like cool together and uh then i just dropped it like hey can i like uh hop on your kid sometime you know <laughs> and once i got to jam a little bit on his kid i was like oh this is the instrument for me like everything just felt really good and that was like and i was probably like 13 but my first band was like six, 15 maybe like a couple years after uh because uh my boy mike in the local area he like wanted a drummer real bad for this punk project he was starting so and i was just a kid at the time and straight up he's like we're going along McQuaid. i'll get the whole kit for you and you just pay me back like pay me in payments or whatever so i had a job i didn't have he was like a welder and was making bank so the adhd that was my first band is like a like on drums yeah cool 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 and And it's like what other projects sorry sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh it's just like grind and and straight up hardcore like just super fast (laughs) (laughs) and uh what other projects did you play in after that uh see right after that i started in a band called uh blindly i follow which is the guitarist of apex but that wouldn't be like years to come but wouldn't be till years later but yeah we started writing stuff there's i don't know if you're familiar with a band called uh for dire life's sake they're from detroit I'm not. All right. If you check them out, uh, they have uh, their guitarist moved on to play drums for Boys Night Out on Trainwreck. Oh, cool. So, yeah, if you dig the Trainwreck album, you can hear a lot of little like vibes he brought over. But yeah, check out For Our Life's Sake when, when this, you'll love it. It's, it's crazy, yeah. fast paced hardcore that's kind of technical. Cool. It's like Shiloh, but like faster, like fast. I'm into it. So, um, Anyway, they uh, that band influenced us a lot. Me and my my buddy Steve, we were saw them in a couple basements and you know, like just local shows, and it blew our mind away. It was like, man, this is hardcore, but like they're doing insane, like mathematical kind of numbers and like stuff we couldn't follow at all. And then almost some emo moments too, and that's what like triggered this band that we started. And that's when I kind of got more serious into the like drumming and like paying attention to what was really going on, like. Like I learned D beats and just a couple crust blasts, just just like anybody else. And and then the next band, that's kind of when I started like 
really hunkering down and like focusing on what's going on not just listening to metallica you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, checking out all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> yeah no you're a crazy drummer i don't know i, I <laughs> dude i'm faking it it's all just memory oh uh, dude it looks great you're, you're it, faking it till you make it i love it it looks it, great if you can remember like a hundred parts together it just seems impressive but they're really just a hundred very basic parts <laughs> that's how i look at it nice uh-huh. nice you, you, you i'm obviously you obviously heard about joey jordison passing away yeah that was brutal because yeah. i was obsessed like that changed my whole or like changed a big part of my life yeah, yeah joey was a big influence well like slipknot in general in high school right and mm-hmm. obviously joey because i was drumming and like laser focused on like the yeah. stuff he was doing in eeyore and like some of those songs i'm like holy shit what how can you play that fast and like Obviously, now we've heard some faster drummers, but like at the time, I was like, "Holy, this is unhuman!" And I was obsessed with that band. I mean, even still, that he is like up there as one of the like you you see some of that old footage of him, and it just seems like uh, it's unbelievable. Like it looks like the footage is sped up. Like he's just yeah, like like, like he's just freaking out live, right? Live, you're just popping off, and he. The stuff he's doing is already hard, and now it's sped up VPMs. Like, yeah. Do you ever see the one footage of him? He's strapped in the 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 drum kit, then and it uh, it goes like uh, oh the disaster pieces, right? And it's like the pentagram. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's like spinning. I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? This is crazy. So intense. Rip, rip to a goat. Rip, Joey Jordison. Absolutely, the guy's Damn. so good. Huh? And he like. I don't know. I don't know him at all, but watching from interviews, he pre- seemed pretty chill. Like, seemed pretty down to earth. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There wasn't, it lo- I liked, I appreciate those guys that could be down to earth in interviews or in person when you meet them, but then also turn it on. Like yeah. On stage, it's like they're another person. It's a whole other entity. It's like a, it's just a thing like to look Marvel at for an hour or something or. or yeah. It's entertaining. Just, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I just love that when people can, I hate when it carries over one way or the other. Like right, right. When, uh, when when the character gets like into the interviews, it can be much. Or even uh, if they're not that kind of character on stage, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, maybe they're just looking at you blank face on stage, and it's yeah. like band practice. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it, like separating <laughs> those worlds. Mm-hmm. I agree totally. Cool. What have been some of your favorite Ontario bands within the last couple of years or so? What has caught your attention? Oh man. You didn't tell me about this question. You got me off guard. No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching that rust, uh, the rust change over there. Like, yeah. Like watching it all flow together. Uh, man, I knew uh, EP is a banger. Yeah, they just put it out yesterday, right? I bl- yeah, was it yesterday? Or sorry, uh, Friday. Or the day before? I was yeah. just rocking it, though. It was so good. Yeah. The, uh, that was tight. Um, I don't know. Like new bands, you mean? Or... Not even necessarily new bands, uh, but uh, just like what what band is uh you know you've been jamming from Ontario uh within the last couple of years or so. Man, it's tough because like, like I'm gonna be real when the, when all this pandemics like shutdowns happen and everything like I haven't really listened to like much heavy music. I've like been trying to start up a business and just to eat. Like I don't right. know because everything I'm used to doing is gone and. I don't know. That had me like pretty down. So, I, like to be honest, I haven't been doing a lot of listening to like heavy stuff. I don't know, like a lot of emo, a lot of like EDM, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's been tough, man. I haven't really been on uh, ear to the ground. I haven't been on Facebook much either. Like, I don't know. It is what I it is. Grinding, man, trying to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and like I say, most of the time when uh, I ask this question, that's kind of why I have this podcast going. It's to showcase all the the fruitful talent that's from Ontario because there's so many bands in Ontario that like that are so heavy and uh, there's there's so many bands and I just I want to showcase them all because there's like literally hundreds. Oh, there's so many. We even just the other day we were talking about um, just me and my homie here. We we're like talking about. Yeah, there's not even really that many bands anymore in Windsor, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? I started like, <laughs> I counted like 10 right there on the spot. And I'm like, hold on a minute. I, I feel like there's like 30. And I started counting them. And I thought of like 28 just in our city. So just in your city alone, not just not just heavy bands, but like probably 20 or like 18 of them were in that range. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I'm sure like what alternative like the and like even even emo bands. Right. Yeah. Or that heavy, loud garage. Rock, yeah. Or like that falls into that area for me. You know? like, Absolutely. Yeah. Like bands like Sparrows, stuff mm-hmm. like, that, you know, super loud. There's a crushing band that blew my mind live. Yeah. They're a cool band. Well, yeah. Like things like that. Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I've just been. I dude, I listen to like Daft Punk and stuff. Like that's basically <laughs> it. Like the last year has just been hiding in a garage, working on cars, and yeah. listening to Daft Punk. <laughs> it's been sad, but my year hasn't been to the ground. You know why though? Like I get hyped up, and then like I want to put on a show because I want to help these bands. I can't do that right now. Like feasibly, we could have maybe twenty five people, but after the bands, that's what five people in the audience. It's like so, five people, yeah. Yeah. So like, you can't pay for anything. It just doesn't make any sense. And so that stuff like bums me out if I start dwelling on you know like like oh trauma model all this sinner all all this shit and then I'm like man I want to put a show with all those boys and, yeah. then, I'm just, and then I'm bummed out like it's like oh, I can't really so I don't I'd be kind of trying to zone it out I guess is a good way of putting it. Fair, like, fair put, enough. But putting the blinders up <laughs> for my own for my what? own hype safety <laughs> so like like you mentioned you're like the promoter of windsor heavy music what are some of the highs and lows of being the local promoter uh i haven't really had like any lows that's great like i'm trying to think like everyone here's like uh, very friendly like, mm-hmm. so like Back in the day, all, all these shows we used to do were like every genre. So you'd have an emo band, a punk band, a grindcore band, a hardcore, whatever, like a huge mishmash all the time. And that like really joined the community at an early stage, I feel like. And that's just kind of spilled over like decade to decade if it, or whatever, like years to years. Just It just keeps kind of staying that way. So like venues are down to hell. They don't care if it's crushing heavy or indie rock or whatever. And like. So yeah, like the band, bands, venues, everybody works together. There's not really any like sour grapes moments, really. We That's had like great. maybe one. We had maybe one era where like a homie was trying to do the pay to play thing, and he got scared out of town like pretty fast. And oh yeah, yeah, like here, sell these twenty tickets. If you don't sell them, you owe me the rest, and yeah, like what? that stuff. No. Like that kind of. You don't really see it in Canada too much, but I've seen it in America a lot touring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. A uh, guy tried to do that. That was about a low, and then that's about it. Everything's been pretty smooth. Like high moments. I don't know, man. Like maybe I'm biased, but like every show just kind of feels hype or fresh to me. Like big or small. Like if there's 80 kids or 150 or whatever. 
what's one know. of the what's one of the best shows you've ever booked? Uh, probably like uh, Cold as Life from Detroit oh, came yeah. over, and they play with Annie Up and Reliever and Territory. It just kept getting like stacks for our area. <laughs> it was all like the hypest hardcore bands around Windsor, Detroit area, and then they all popped off. Man, it was that was packed. There's like a couple under 250 people, maybe like probably way over capacity. <laughs> There's like a smaller bar, but yeah, people jumping off the like bar tabletops and stuff. Comeback Kid played the same bar upstairs. It's a TBX. The oh, here. yeah. 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 So that was another crazy show too. Comeback Kid upstairs. <laughs> nice. Nice. Was that venue still around? Uh, No, it's all done now. Yeah. The uh... guy was asking too much money to lease or whatever. So the owner like just couldn't feasibly do it. So yeah, mm. he closed the doors on. Damn. Uh, what? So I'm going to ask you a question. What are some of the dream bands you b- wish to book? But before you answer that, I have a guess. Is it okay. boys night out? A hundred percent. That'd be top three for sure. Yeah. And feasibly, probably number one. <laughs> I feel like that one's obtainable. Yeah, for sure. Any other dream bands? Um, probably like I've booked them before, but like Ion Dissonance or something really extreme to come Sick. back to Windsor, like just to bring all the like OG kind of like mathcore guys out and stuff. It'd be because this was a pretty big area for that stuff, and it kind of died down a little so it'd be kind of neat to see like all the all the old boys come out and yeah everybody <laughs> <It's just funny. laughs> but yeah that uh like if they were still a band dillinger would be dillinger yeah if they were still around that'd be hype that'd be sick but it is in the end from them they'll be they'll be doing something i know uh, you know they're gonna yeah. <laughs> the demand's too high the demand's the demand. too high they gotta eat yeah, yeah that's, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Ben's Animal Farm is probably yeah, absorbing some cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't he have like an animal farm or something? I didn't like that. know that. I didn't know he had yeah, an animal farm. I'm sure, he has like a sanctuary, or I, f- I feel like I've seen him post pics of him like doing an animal sanctuary or like a goat farm or something like that. That's cool. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I, don't, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like his main focus right now. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of cool. Uh, lastly, I've been off the gram for a while. You've been off the gram. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe you close that up. <laughs> lastly, before we get into some anecdotes with each other, tell me a bit about your car audio company that you started over the pandemic. Oh, that was just like uh, out of necessity, but also passion. So it kind of came together at the same time uh, because I do promoting and shows. I found like a way to save money a lot of times was like learning how to do sound. Right. So you've probably played shows where I'll book all the bands and then I'll rent the gear and then I'll do the sound myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do sound with uh, like a guy who's really good around the area. He like taught me everything. So now I'm not saying I'm really good. I'm just saying he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so He's teaching me like the board and all that stuff. And it kind of all made sense that we're dealing with the same kind of like the same kind of goal just different you know it's not a room it's a car like yeah so i don't know i just transferred over my like knowledge from live audio to over to that and like from dawes over to that too you know so like i bring in rtas and real-time analyze them if people don't know that and then 
like try to balance it out to make it make the car perfect like i got kind of get nerdy with it just like live so nice uh, and i needed to eat and shows and all this stuff's gone and like so yeah i kind of went out of necessity i'm like let me just transfer this over to car audio and car audio around windsor is kind of weird too because like they're kind of snobby like they don't want to do decks <laughs> or speakers or they want to do the like six thousand dollar like all the amps and like some people just aren't doing all that you know they right. just want to they just want it to sound clean so like i i slipped in in kind of that market because they're returning people down and kind of give them the like you know no good customer service when they're not trying to spend a lot of money and so like i just squeezed in and all that and i was already into like subs and amps and car audio and lighting and all this nerdy stuff so it was really simple for me to like see that i could just do that if i just really spend some of that covid uh what was it some of the serb relief on yeah. a bunch of tools <laughs> like my thing was like if i'm gonna sit around and like even get some help like that way like i'm not gonna just burn it sitting around so like i started investing in myself things i know i can do to like earn money so that's like kind of what like made the whole thing push towards like let me just start this up legit like try to get insurance try to like do the whole thing i don't know mm -hmm. so yeah it's been going pretty good now actually so that's great fun to hear great to hear and it's a uh, black market audio that's what the company's called right yeah 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 i yeah. just kind of i don't know i was trying to think of a moniker i'm not good at thinking of stuff like that so but yeah, it, i'll just yeah use just, the same thing you know bridge yeah, it over so. it's perfect i love it it's just simple yeah know. <laughs> two little sects or what do they call that like yeah two little like sections of it whatever you're whatever you're into yeah yeah
All right, let's get in some anecdotes. Tell me some of your wildest stories from being in a band, whether it being on the road or in the studio, and tell us some of the stories you have from working with so many bands for over the years. Wild stories. Are we going to cover like awkward as well, or is that part of wild? Yeah, we yeah, have wild. Yeah, awkward. Any <laughs> any sort of story that you have. So there's like uh, I'll give you one that's pretty good. So right. we're like. I'm in Grandmother at the time and um, Vice is launching, Vice TV is launching like a cable uh, package thing you can add on in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. To their cable provider. So they're trying to get like unique bands and different stuff, right? So they like flew us out to Japan to do the show out there, right? Like sold out thing, crazy, like like half business 6x half like grindcore kids. <laughs> like, it, was kind of, <laughs> it was pretty like interesting. So and they also get Biz Marquis like the headliner, right? Oh, sick. to me, that's like, like I'm hype, right? I love old school hip hop and even like Will Smith days and like silly kind of like crisscross or TLC or things yeah. that maybe aren't like hard, but like it's kind of silly, but you love it. You don't know why. Yeah. So like he's one of those guys, right? And I'm like, I'm so hype. I want, I'm ready to like, I just want to do the like, hey man. Like you wrote some awesome stuff and like <laughs> you're an awesome influence, you know, that kind of thing. Like nothing yeah. crazy. So we're in the backstage, we're like chilling, whatever. It's not our time to play yet. And like uh this band plays, or no, sorry, we open. So we already played, and now we're like anticipating like uh Bismarcky, right? So Bismarcky, like nowhere to be seen for like an hour and a half, two hours, for like <laughs> Nothing, no sound check, literally no sound check, no nothing like that, like nothing you'd normally expect. So, right, we don't, like at a big, large production, like none of nothing, he's nowhere to be seen. No one even like tests anything for him. So, we're like, okay, like, wonder where this guy's at. Like, <laughs> I, I want to meet him, you know, but maybe he has his own room. No, like, he lands, like, comes in the back door, a huge, like, entourage, like, like a whole crew comes in. It's like a moment before his set, like comes in whole crew does this thing maybe like 25 minutes <laughs> then like whole entourage right out the back door as if it was like a flip in time that like never even happened like, <laughs> so he never even got <laughs> not even like a hey biz or not, like nothing it was so fast it he just like, came oh. and went not even to like dry off after the set maybe take a <laughs> sip of it no just all right, peace, and just see ya. <laughs> and we're like, it was, it was such a like, one of those moments where you hype yourself up for literally no reason. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like you, it was never gonna happen. But you're like, oh man. But at the same uh, fest that's going on, they hired um, John Joseph from Chromags. He like gets a hold of our the booking guy there. He's in charge of all the Tokyo stuff. He's like, make sure like. Is there any way I can meet Crime Mother? Like, can I like make sure they don't leave the hotel? And he's running there. He was on like some morning job. And, like, he's like, I just ran 10, 15K, whatever it is. Like, or I guess you'd say miles. He shows up and he and then he's like, Hey, what's up? He was just jogging like crazy, but like not even out of breath, just like, hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he like wanted to take a picture and like had to meet her and everything. So it was, that was like one of those weird hype yourself up to get let down but then something wild totally happens like a minute later like, <laughs> now the singer of Cro-Mags is like telling us we can't leave the hotel i'm like i'm not going nowhere like i don't yeah. i don't know what's 
Like, I don't know what's going on here. It was sick. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. How yeah, is it knowing uh, the grind mother? How is she? Uh, like, she's amazing, actually. Like, I would tour with her every single time. Like, yeah, she's a road dog, eh? She, she handles touring more than, like, better than almost <laughs> everyone that I've been on the road with. Wow. She's in the upper, like, 10% of those people that can do it and will not complain and and they'll find a way to be happy each day. Like she's one of those. Wow. Do you have any wild stories with her? Yeah. Like um, we showed up, we were done our set and what she likes to do is camp. So we, on the tours that we would do with her in the States, um, she'd set up, or I guess her son would, whoever's setting up these like campgrounds everywhere we go. So like <laughs> we play the set we like go to this campground straight up and like set up tents and chill and like have a fire. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Like we didn't have to worry about showers because the campground had a shower. Like it was kind of a perfect setup that I never even thought of before. Like I thought of it maybe for a day or two, but not for like a tour. Yeah. It was, it worked out really well. We'd show up early, set up the tents. Now we go to our sound check and (laughs) da da da, load up, come home and you're camping. Like you don't have to do anything. Yeah. That's cool. That's a really um, cool uh, approach. Oh, oh, but a cool story with her, uh, why I was bringing up the camping. So we come back one night from like a show and, and we're showing up late. Uh, she was already there early. She's got like an ax out and it's like <laughs> taking down like limbs and like chopping like, like it was like getting like pretty <laughs> sick. I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, she's like, oh yeah, I need to build a fire. And I come to find out like she does a lot of, uh, like total bush camping, no like nothing, no electricity, no like living off like a little wood burning stove kind of life. And like, so I didn't know that though, right? So me showing up, I'm like, I'm total city boy. Like, I'm not that great at this. <laughs> I've worked in lumberjack jobs, but not I like going out and chopping down a tree to like burn or whatever. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> like with an axe, no less. Yeah. Like a little hatchet. Like, oh, yeah, just splitting wood and like, I'm like, man, crazy. this is crazy. Like you're pushing 70 screaming on stage to grindcore and then you're home at like 1 a.m. splitting firewood. Like it was pretty wild. Yeah, that's insane. Whereas, you know, Phil, like we've been with dudes like on the road for two days and they're like, I got to go home. Yeah, I got to shower. I got to like all that. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of funny. Like seeing the contrast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, my uh, my guitarist and singer. He uh, he's a he's a bit of a diva. He likes his uh, he likes his good places to sleep and showers. Where I'm like, you know, Hellbent has taught me well. Where you just if we get a shower, that's the cherry on top. Like you don't right? need, you know, <laughs> it's the golden goose. You're like, oh my, we all get one. Yeah, we all get one. Not just one of us. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been in those where you do like two and then it kind of gets insinuated and you're like all right well maybe we'll mosey on <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can tell you're not getting the full five-man shower <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah you're like oh i didn't wake up early enough yeah yeah <laughs> well we gotta get going <laughs> <laughs> gotta get going <laughs> We had a great time on that tour together with uh, Grindstone. We played the, I really enjoyed when we played, uh, I believe it was Sudbury, this, the asylum. Oh, like the theme and like the vibe, right? Yeah, the vibe was there. That was super cool. And then we stayed upstairs. Yeah, another like all in one, one of those all in one cool venues. Right? Yeah. 
you can rent a spot upstairs cheap if you're playing there and you know they give you a discount so i think they gave us a deal too it's like 50 bucks or something for like two rooms for yeah. both of us it was like what that's incredible yeah we were laughing that was a good time i don't know if asylum is still up and running i believe it is they're just probably waiting to go through all some of the stuff but well that's good like the the thing about like venues like that is when it when it transforms your whole reality right like mm-hmm. there's certain venues that do that there's not many there's like that i can even think of maybe five in canada but where you walk in and the whole vibe like you're not in reality or outside anymore you're in this like cool dark neon like pit or like what's going i don't know it always gives that that cool tingle when you find a venue like that you know yeah yeah what, what are your top five venues in canada Oh, that um, not not because it like transforms you into a, another dimension. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, it's a place called Plan B in in New Brunswick. I want to say Fredericton, but I could be wrong. Okay, actually, no, I think it's Moncton. So nice. Plan B is this little venue, maybe holds like eighty people, like tops, if you're pushing it. And upstairs is another where the lady there owns the whole thing and hooks the bands up. And if you play there, you get there for free. Like you could oh, just, sick. you could just see if the night's available. Like if you're playing and any other band didn't book it and that's it. She lets you stay up there. There's like sleeps probably like 10 up there, like mm-hmm. two tours. And that's a venue uh, doors just for like doors. That's one of those, like it's on the verge of transforming you, you know, like when you go in the basement, it, it brings me to another world. You know? Yeah. Like medieval times and stone floor. And like, yeah. And then upstairs feels like it's an old spooky mansion, but it's really just like a duplex or like half of a duplex, you know, like, I don't know. They transformed you somehow into this like mansion vibe. Like, I don't know. I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, Doors used to be a funeral home. Oh, so it's like super. See, that's the vibe. I get it. Now. <laughs> the vibe, yeah. yeah. But it feels like that whole building might have been one. Yeah, like, you're probably right like a big kind of mansion setup. I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. it's these massive ceilings and stuff. I don't know. It's, I, I really like the vibe there. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm trying to think like, do you, I'll, I'll shoot you one. I'll, uh, I bet you. you remember. Yeah, yeah. What are some of yours? Uh, interview you. What, what uh, you <laughs> um, oh, hotel. Yes. You were going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you say it. Yeah. Okay. So we went to, uh, do you remember the city? Uh, like, I feel like it's like St. Remy or Saint, in that St. Hyacinth area. I can't all right. pronounce all the French names, but like in Quebec, in the deeper area of Quebec, like <laughs> so Drummondville, like 40 yeah. minutes from Drummondville. That's right. It was like Drummondville uh, area. More and in then, the sticks, not in a big, it's not in a city, as I recall. But It was like a, yeah, it was more like a baby, a town, township yeah. or something like that. So we, we pulled into the town and uh, we found actually like a rock and roll pizza place. And we were on the moon about this pizza. We were going like, or uh, we were frigging, we, we loved this pizza. And we come, we come to the venue uh and chris from grindstone he he uh hits us up and he goes dude the venue that we're playing tonight has this like a like a like a horror like a sorry like a scare house kind of thing like, i was it- trying to keep it a secret first <laughs> off i don't think anyone i don't know i so, feel like i was trying to keep it a secret so uh yeah, they have the scare house in this basement, like a really well done one. And they the guy took them through uh, and then uh, and he came up and he's like, yeah, we we, we did the tour. And we're like it, they were like, it was so sick. And we're like, 
well, we got the sick pizza. It was pretty dope. And I remember Chris being like, the pizza's not sick enough. Like the, the scare house is sicker. <laughs> yeah. And to like reiterate, reiterate for people like a, we're talking full blown, one of the bigger walkthroughs of like, like a scare house, a full blown, like actors jumping out of walls and like in the middle of nowhere, what is it like a town? Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed then, like uh, something you see in Toronto, right? Or somewhere with a big population to, yeah. to, to support that every night, every weekend. Like it's, he, and then we bugged you to bug the owner again if you could take us through. And then he did take us through the tour and we did see it. And it was super cool. It was really well done, super detailed. Uh, the guy they like, did it for merch, remember? One shirt what, from each band or something. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, gave, that was a nice, yeah, that was a fair little trade off. And, th- and they had, they had <laughs> uh, like a shop in the corner of like the bar that they would sell sort of like horror themed stuff. And they were telling us that they do like banquet halls where there's nights where they, everybody gets dressed up and. Cause it was huge, right? Yeah. Like probably sat. How many people like even to dine, maybe like a hundred plus easy. Like, yeah, easily. La Hotel big, 54. Right? Was that 54? La Hotel 54. Hotel 54, I think. Yeah. Or yeah. Hotel 45. What are 45? The, yeah. <laughs> 45 or 54. What are the something like that? Yeah. Something like that. That I'm venue. Numbers, but, uh, that venue kicked ass. Oh, crazy, right? We should mention like nearly no one came out. No, but it didn't even nobody came out how cool it was. <laughs> yeah. It was almost the coolest show on the tour with like nobody there. <laughs> we're just playing to the owner, but like because the place was so sick, we're like, this is worth it. Like, this is sick. It was hard to get done the set to go back to like <laughs> drooling over like everything yeah. on the walls. <laughs> I, I don't sick. think people could really understand. It was like every square foot was decorated in some macabre. Like snake skins uh, from anacondas, like things we've never seen before. It's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And what I kept doing when we were going through the tour was because uh, he ch- he's got this like gnarly grindcore music just blaring over. Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> I was, like scary. It, like it made it scarier, right? Yeah, it just sounds like a toilet bowl. The band he was playing, like <laughs> you could barely tell what the drums were, but it was blasting, like yeah. just blast beats where it was like what's going on and then i kept running off ahead and finding all the little uh like uh hidden doors all the kept, trap doors yeah, I kept, yeah i just kept scaring our band members like ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome remember that the doll good, room the doll room rooms. was just creepy dolls staring at you everywhere and, and there was like a trap door where uh, i'm pretty sure the owner said like dresses up as like a doll like a, the, the owner's wife dresses up as like a doll and she comes out of the yeah. doll like it was uh, didn't you say like she contorts her body or does that crab walk stuff and like like yeah. that creepy stuff with with the doll outfit on like oh that's creepy oh man that's super creepy uh you ever, you ever played a venue in toronto called uh seascape uh no we played it for the first time just before the pandemic happened. So it was like February or maybe even January of 2020. And uh, it's it's a nice little cool bar. Uh, it's one of those places where like the venues upstairs and it's just kind of like the stage is up there. But then uh, in the basement, that's where the bar is. So you go to this bar area and every booth, every booth that you go to has like some sort of movie i guess you could call it a movie theme like one theme was like a space theme and it was all like sci-fi and one was like uh like uh, i don't know like some sort of uh i, I like a like a romance where i can't even really remember but the one we hung out at was like a like whole- the genres right of movies like yeah, sci-fi yeah. or whatever yeah like and then or whatever. 
the one the one booth we went to was the horror one and there was just like faces coming out of the wall and there's all these like it's super oh, creepy you- <laughs> <laughs> nice what you did did they have like uh meals themed you know what i don't know if they had any meal themes but they did serve food that's for sure because i remember one of us got food i didn't get food but someone else go it was passed this idea on imagine each table (laughs) has one like a dish for the table like a special for the table yeah that'd be sick maybe it's a veal parm that's been like stabbed (laughs) in and like sauce like spilling i don't know something cool you know that'd be dope if they're listening there's your idea The romance, the romantic one could be spaghetti, lady in the tramp. <laughs> yeah, like come on, guys. Yeah, come, come on. on. That's pick great. it up. No, that's I want to go there. That, that's okay. That sounds like my dream spot because uh, I'll state it now in case anyone rips it off. So I have like a, I had an idea to open a spot like a venue or something like that. It's almost that same idea, but it would be old venues in Windsor. So okay. every table would have videos from Gino A. Marcus Community Center, uh, like Spotted Dog from the 90s, like stuff from the 80s. And every booth would be a closed down iconic venue from here, like Coach and Horses or The Loop. Those are all like famous kind of, or like not famous, but like really popular venues. Uh, and uh, yeah, I always had this idea of like calling it something like the Black Thorn or something that protects the Rose, like the Rose City. Right. And then, like every booth would be like that, like themed after uh, venues that have come and gone. And you want to remember it. So it's playing shows the whole time in the wall. So like, anyway, if anyone wins the rips that off, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. But, but I really want to do something like that one day, like open the venue cool. like that. Yeah. Maybe with some homies that cook. I have a lot of friends that cook. Uh, they love like they're obsessed with food and like like whipping up killer stuff and they've always wanted to open like a uh, spot for food so maybe one day we could do like a our community can have like a spot like that is what i'm trying to aim for like down the road so yeah mm-hmm. you said you were doing the keto thing before we got started eh yeah 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 you're keto, looking yeah. great by the way you're looking fantastic my dude thanks buddy yeah just uh that doing the keto diet and like uh mixed with car work like i don't have ac in my garage and i'm just <laughs> i don't know if you well, you've been in windsor in the summer is like brutal so yeah so like i'm just dying and sweating and like just eating keto and losing weight and that's like, yeah, just it's working out yeah well you're looking great thanks man yeah i had like like kind of like some i was born with a heart issue that i didn't really know until i was older okay. i found out so it's not like a life-threatening thing but like Sometimes my heart just speeds up fast and then it'll calm down. I don't know why, but no, I find out I was born with it, but like being heavier is like worse for it. So I, I just started like hunkering down and like paying attention more and drumming more, sweating more, working out more, yeah. doing the keto life. My dad's on it too. So it's just been kind of a normal thing around our area here. That's great. I imagine when you got like even your family involved, when they go to like family get togethers, it's just, you know, you know, it's easier to have yeah. dinner and whatnot. And like any diet, it's like uh, nowadays everything's getting like easier to kind of pull off. I feel like even five years ago, where would you go if you're a vegan or yeah, glu- or gluten free? Maybe not. Maybe six years ago. I don't know. You know, where you were, you were in that area where none of that stuff was there. Like no one even knows what there were. It was called, uh, it wasn't even called keto. It was called like Atkins. Yeah. The, yeah. It's yeah, like the it was... same diet, but they, for some reason, generationally, the name changed or I don't know what happened. But, right. But the point being, it's kind of cool how like 
now everyone's like definitely getting catered to all the diet or like more so than before it's all the diets and yeah i do i could go get a full keto pizza right now like, absolutely eat, eat a zaw and it's like 20 carbs tops <laughs> like, <laughs> and know. you could go you could go to bk and get the the impossible burger right like and, yeah and, exactly and, stuff like that like I, I don't know it's i'm not saying it's like it could be better obviously but i got no right. complaints even a year ago it was crazy to be able to eat quickly like on a diet or like keto or specific diets like that mm-hmm. it's like i don't know now it's getting a lot better speaking yeah. of speaking of food what's your go to uh, go to gas station snack oh did you did you ask this on i feel like you asked this before and i should have thought of it i asked almost everybody this question oh, <laughs> yeah it's like i've heard this question all right let me think you know what? Like, if it depends where you are, right? Uh, are we in Canada or U.S.? Because there's very different. Like, what's quick? Let's uh, let's do both. Let's do both breakdowns. So in the states, I'd say like a Wawa's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can fill up, get gas. You can be so baked out of your mind that you don't need to talk to a person. <laughs> like you, you go to a computer screen. It's a touch screen. I'm. I don't know if you've been there, but I'm telling this for everyone who yep. hasn't. So you go up to a touch screen, like I personally lit out of my mind, optional, and I'm ready. I'm like, oh, this is going to be epic. It's like a Subway or like a Quiznos, but no, no one to talk to. You just slap down your whole order on the screen, you know, McDonald's style. Yep. And like everything else, you go shopping, like go get your whatever you're drinking and stuff. Pay for your gas all in one shot. They just say like your number when it's up, you walk up, grab your sub and dip. And it's like. You didn't even really talk to anybody. You got <laughs> food, you got all your stuff, all your goodies, the gas, like kind of wild. So I prefer there because I'm not like a talk to a lot of people kind of guy, even though I'm a approachable, happy guy or whatever. But like in public, I'm like, uh, I just want to get in and leave. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so probably like Wawa's in the States. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, I'd have to go with like, you got to, go back in time with me now so you get a bit of nostalgia but like 7-eleven nachos yeah uh 7-eleven pretty much a lot of the seven like jamaican patties remember those og jamaican patties from yeah 7-11? yeah yeah i, I don't like know if i got them from... back in the day i don't know what it is now <laughs> i didn't I've, I've never gotten them from uh 7-eleven but i've had jamaican patties and those are delicious i love them so that, but like it's 7-Eleven, so you can throw down chili, yeah, sauce topping, the cheese. nacho topping. You end up with a Coney Jamaican <laughs> crossover, man. Like, nice. yeah. So like stuff like that. Also, like uh, my school was like a block away, my grade school from a 7-Eleven. Nice. So when we were kids, it was like a treat to like get an allowance for mom and like run to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee or something. So for me, I'm probably embedding a lot of like nostalgia, but. I know like it's, it's going to be all right on the tummy for me. Cause I'm, uh, it's been like almost since I was a kid, you know, so, <laughs> I don't really eat that stuff now, but like, you know what I mean? If I'm on the road, you got no options. That's a good spot. What is it about a Slurpee that like is the best frozen, like, to, like drink, you know, there's slush puppy out there. There's like the fr- ices. Those aren't, they're, they're all garbage compared to Bro, their shit. They're snow cones wrapped yeah. in a Slurpee <laughs> package. It's, it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> we should make a stand right now. On right the, now, right now on the air. Banecdotes only support Slurpees. Yeah, <laughs> they have like 
you know what? I should talk to 7-Eleven and see if we could set up a tour thing. Yeah, and yeah, we, like, the 7-Eleven tour. You get like 10% off, just something small to incentivize <laughs> us. Is that the word for us to go to 7-Eleven on the, on the road? There you go. They have I'm plenty of coupons. I'm done with I- Icy's. Icy's. What about uh, American slushies? Are awful. Those. Uh, oh, I've never they, had one. They, okay, they 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 use more like that swishy vibe from like The Simpsons. It's like okay. a, it's like a, as you would know, it's like kind of like air in your mouth, even though it's like, even though it's like uh, ice in the flavor, it disappears immediately. It's not yeah. like normal ice. I, I don't you know like suck the flavor out, and there's just ice left. Or it's, no, no, not that style. No, this is very blended, just like a Slurpee is. Yeah. Except as soon as it hits your mouth, that's like gone. It's like, really? uh, yeah, you don't get that like savory gulp of a of a fluid. It's like it's like pretty. Everyone will know what I'm talking about. This. Had some like <laughs> some American Slurpees, and it's not like our style from Seven Elevens. It's got this. It's like air is injected between the molecules. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. And they call it something else too. It's not a Slurpee. It's like a something else. So they got a name for it. Some other name. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. You could probably wiki it and it'll mention it. It'll be like, yep, very different. <laughs> yeah, very different. Uh, would you say that that Japan gig was your best gig you've ever played? Uh, no, probably like uh, I have a couple that would be like close to my heart that would mean nothing to everybody else. And then I have a couple that are like Everyone knows the bands and obvious like checkbox kind of hmm. or what do you call it like bucket list shows you know yeah expand Pardon on them. yeah like a bucket list show where you you're like man maybe one day yeah 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 <laughs> uh, opening for Dylan Drew in Toronto of all places was one of those. that was one of those uh, with Apex and that was definitely one of those shows where it was everyone in the crowd understood what we were doing we're used to playing the more niche. Or, you know, like hardcore crowds that don't understand or they're not into that stuff. So when it was like 300 plus people of just like math core people, it was like mind blowing to me. And then and then like uh, uh, Liam, is that his name? The basis for Dillinger? Right there, chilling, staring at us, like, (laughs) like watching the show the whole time. I'm like, what? One of those like, what is life, man? Like one of those moments. I'm like almost forgetting the parts because I'm like, what is really happening right now? Really? It was really strange. Yeah. That's And then maybe that wouldn't even mean much to most people, but like to me, Dillinger is like the pinnacle, uh, like for that stuff. They're a big band. Yeah. They're definitely a big deal. But uh, that and like uh, probably with Grindmother on like a So What Festival in Texas, it's in like a baseball, uh, outdoor baseball arena or stadium. Really? And, uh, yeah, they converted into like this huge three-day fest thing. And uh, we were playing. What was surreal was I was on stage watching Chon, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was on stage watching Power Trip right after them, who is just popping off, and they're from Texas. Right. And it was like epic. I was like, what is going on right now? This I'm standing on the stage, and I'm not getting kicked off. And like, <laughs> it was really, it was just weird, you know, at a festival vibe. Yeah. And kind of comes and goes like a blur. And then... Uh, uh, every time I die was playing the same time that we were playing, which that was probably the most like, like uh, epic moment or surreal moment or like, I, I don't know, like something like that where you're like, 
out of, out of your body or something that's weird. Like in between you clutch symbol clutch and like your song's done, you're hearing like <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. Pick it up. Up. I'm like, yes, and I'm like, what is going on right now? Like my mind is exploding inside, like on the stage, like next to us, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's so it was just wild, man. <laughs> Stuff like that. That's rad. Those gigs sound <laughs> rad. Not to like I'm not like puff and smoke on my own ass. I was blown away myself. I don't even know what we we're doing there. It was like <laughs> I've been in bands where I've worked so hard for years and years and years and years. And then like like a sort of gimmicky thing comes around and that's what like set it off. And yeah. it's kind of like I guess less rewarding in a way, but like still surreal, if that makes sense. So, for sure. Whereas like I put a lot of work in them, so I don't mean we treated it like we never treated it like a gimmick, but I'm just saying, like, that's probably why we were invited, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like a little, it was like a tongue-in-cheek, like, ah, cool, but like, ah, damn, I wish it was like trench long or like at the time I was Apex or trench long or something. I think it was Apex. So right. I was working so hard in that band. And it's like, oh, we'd never be playing right next to every time I die. Well, they're playing. <laughs> like, it, it broke my heart in a way, but it was also like epic. So it was bittersweet. <laughs> If uh, if one of your bands are at that, so, uh, so actually, I mean, I, you, you were kind of with, with Grindmother. What what is the rock star dream writer? What's what's showing up in the green room? Uh, you know, if you're at the level of Metallica, man. If I was at like Metallica level, I'd yeah. probably like. Oh, but you'd have endorsements for skins and sticks. See, this is like a calculated <laughs> thing because the things I care about now, you get for free, right? Right. So like, damn, now, like if it was tomorrow, I didn't have time to get a sponsorship. Like we just wrote Black Elm, it dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the hottest shit right now. I'd want like skins, maybe like stuff like that. Sticks. Yeah. Like things that maybe like gift certificate for um, Law McQuaid or there you go. like, like things where I don't think people think of. They just think of like M&Ms or, or M&Ms or yeah. Like, how, you know, video stuff games. Like that. Would you, would you but have any video like, games? Oh, see, like maybe have a console set up in the background. Yeah. And that's not asking for much. That's just a console on a TV. Anyone could do that. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, stuff like that would be like maybe streaming. Maybe a, 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 like a keto catered, like, uh, like a table there. Craft oh, table. I'd be cheating. If I'm on tour, I'm cheating. I'm <laughs> yeah, you can't afford to be on keto when you're on tour. It's an expensive diet to be on. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, dude. I'd just be eating pizzas and you know whatever else, <laughs> whatever we could find. What are? There's a big question, but I'm 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 hoping you can answer it. I know you can answer it. What are your top five favorite artists of all time? Right, um, like of any genres, or are we of any genre? Okay, um, I I immediately think of bands that deserve way more credit, and I could also bring it to an island and live listening to that forever. Right, uh, Candiria would be like top of the list. That's nice. a band that never gets credit, never gets their due. They've been around forever. What? Sorry, what band? Candiria. Candiria. I don't know so if, if I've ever, ever heard that band. Like Dillinger, if you ever read like Dillinger interviews and stuff, they get cited a lot as like fellow in influences and stuff like that. But uh, they're a very technical jazz band that totally meets New York hardcore, and it, they're mashed together. So like the drums 
are super tech and jazz. And uh, then the band is like very hip hop and like hardcore bass, very like cool. swagger. It's amazing. But they have like horns, rapping, like everything happens. It's amazing. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Candiria. Yeah, they've been on like warp tour playing to like nine kids in the afternoon. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Like it made no sense to me. It's like an iconic band that people should give more credit to. Go check them out. Um, Candiria, probably like uh, Boys Night Out for sure. Like the train wreck albums come with me on an island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably like uh, Dead Mouse for repetitiveness. I can listen to it forever and be okay with it, whatever albums. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, as much as I hate to put them up there, I'd probably have to say Metallica because it kind of like changed it all. Like I saw them when I was eight years old. So you wow. can imagine, you can imagine how my mind was like, completely twisted into it. <laughs> like you saw when you were eight, now. eh? Yeah, like them and Guns N' Roses and Fate No More, and it was just like, what is... Really? Like, what's, life, what's life right now, right? During the Black album, I'm, I was like, okay. like That's cool. So, like, I'd have to put them on the list for, like, changing my life kind of stuff. Like, Where where was that show? Uh, Detroit at the Silverdome, which isn't a venue anymore. It's like, uh, I was a 110,000 person, like, place, like massive they do like monster truck jams there like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone now oh the lions used to play their detroit lions that was oh, their cool. home yeah yeah yeah. so uh yeah metallica probably have to throw like our old boys like dillinger up there too and mm-hmm. probably mashuga like those kind of bands were like changed my whole thinking of everything yeah yeah no that's <laughs> a solid that. list <clears throat> stuff like that yeah but a lot of hip-hop too I could sit here and list like 20 amazing like 90s hip hop. Have you been listening yeah. to any modern hip hop lately? Uh is yeah, any... like Maxo Maxo Cream is like my favorite right now from Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh uh Denzel Curry. It's not Can't go wrong with like, Denzel. Yeah, but yeah, he's but... more of a modern, he's a modern rapper. That, that, that's, but yeah, that's yeah, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. When I think of anything modern, it's outside of that. New York snare drumming and alley crusty sound. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's not the it's not the nineties hip hop, right? Yeah. Anything yeah. modern is like <laughs> yeah. the trap like, stuff. Right? Nas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nas just put out a record. Yeah, dude, it's fire. Dude, it's I so just sick. It. Yo, just it's so good. That's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, no, a lot of that stuff too, man. Hip hop always gets my heart. Biggie all day, every day. Biggie, eh? uh, yeah. Well, I, I I've said it before. One of my all time favorite artists is uh, Atmosphere. I don't know if you jam Atmosphere at all. No, he's a he's a Minneapolis uh, rapper. He's been around since the 90s. He's got a a label, uh, Rhyme Sayers. Uh, he's I feel got like all... I've heard his name though. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you heard. Yeah, it's is he it... on a lot of guests? Like, does he do guest shit? He, so yeah. so Atmosphere's the group, and uh, he is uh, Slug is the rapper, and then uh, Ant is the DJ. So you've probably seen Slug on plenty oh! of stuff. So it's like a squad, like a... yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like all the Wu Tang stuff gets like. Man, I, I read their books and it like Riz's books and it's yeah. like because I like wanted to get in his mind, man. Like I was obsessed over stuff like that. Groups where it's like a, a whole crew. The whole clue. You got names, you got swaggers, you got different like oh man, I love that. I love yeah, Rizzo was just on uh Steve's podcast. I just heard him recently. No, oh, I'm yeah. gonna go check that out. <laughs> Rizzo's whole model is I, I love it, man. He's a good job. He does a good job. Uh, well, Tyson, is it Tyson Blast? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's Tyson Blast. All right, well, Tyson it's Blast. It's not my real last name. I just use that for the internet because I cross the border a lot and stuff like that. So That's the moniker. We'll, we'll use Tyson yeah. Blast. Well, Tyson Blast, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Where can all the listeners find your social medias? And if there's anything else you have to plug or give a shout out to, now would be the time. Uh, guess what I'm doing currently? Uh, go check out Plague. Uh, I believe it's Plague 519 on Facebook. We don't have a lot of likes. We're just an up and coming thrash thing. But we got a full length drop in soon. So check that out. Maybe check out Black Market Audio if you're into subs and like crazy amps and <laughs> huge, you know, all that kind of car audio stuff. That's what I'm doing currently. So that's that's what's got my passion right now. Go check that out. Cool. And uh, hopefully shows will be back. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. May- yeah, maybe. That's the idea. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna end the show with the song by Plague off of uh, Soul Temptation called No Paradise. Sick. Let's go!
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Banecdotes. If you want to support the show, hit me up. We have some t-shirts right now. Uh, you can check out the design in our Instagram. You can just hit me up directly through direct message, or you can hit me up uh, through our email, banecdotes at gmail.com, or at our Instagram, at banecdotes. Uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, that would be the greatest way to do that. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that was such a great conversation that I had with Tyson. I'm so glad that him and I got to catch up with each other. We started the show off with a song by Trenchlung called Four. And in the middle there, I played a song by Plague called The Law. And we ended with No Paradise by Plague. I hope everyone had a nice and fun, safe Labor Day long weekend. Uh, I know I certainly did. And uh, I'm quite tired as is. So uh, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go get some sleep or something like that. Take it easy, folks.